Evening prayer starts on page 21. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Let the whole earth stand in awe of him. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Grant we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace, that they may be cleansed from all their sins and serve thee with a quiet mind, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall shall forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 148 begins on page 524 and Psalm 150 on 525. O praise the Lord from the heavens, praise him in the heights. Praise him, all ye angels of his, praise him, all his host. Praise him, sun and moon, praise him, all ye stars and light. Praise him, all ye heavens, and ye waters that are above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord. For he spake the word, and they were made. He commanded, and they were created. He hath made them fast for ever and ever. He hath given them a law which shall not be broken. Praise the Lord from the earth, ye dragons and all deeps. Fire and hail, snow and vapors, wind and storm, fulfilling his word. Mountains and all hills, fruitful trees and all cedars. Beasts and all cattle, creeping things and flying fowls. Kings of the earth and all peoples, princes and all judges of the world. Young men and maidens, old men and children, praise the name of the Lord, for his name only is excellent, and his praise above heaven and earth. He shall exalt the horn of his people, all his saints shall praise him, even the children of Israel, even the people that serveth him. Psalm 150 O praise God in his sanctuary, praise him in the firmament of his power. Praise him in his noble acts. Praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him in the sound of the trumpet. Praise him upon the lute and harp. Praise him in the timbrels and dances. Praise him upon the strings and pipe. 
Praise him upon the well-tuned cymbals. Praise him upon the loud cymbals. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 49th verse of the second chapter of the Apocryphal book, 1 Maccabees. Now when the time drew near that Mattathias should die, he said unto his sons, Now hath pride and rebuke gotten strength, and the time of destruction and the wrath of indignation. Now therefore, my sons, be ye zealous for the law, and give your lives for the covenant of your fathers. Call to remembrance what acts our fathers did in their time. So shall you receive great honor and an everlasting name. Was not Abraham found faithful in temptation, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness? And thus consider ye throughout all ages, that none that put their trust in him shall be overcome. Fear not then the words of a sinful man, for his glory shall be dung and worms. Today he shall be lifted up, and tomorrow he shall not be found, because he is returned into his dust, and his thoughts is come to nothing. Wherefore, ye my sons, be valiant, and show yourselves men in the behalf of the law, for by it shall ye obtain glory. And behold, I know that your brother Simon is a man of counsel. Give ear unto him always. He shall be a father unto you. As for Judas Maccabeus, he hath been mighty and strong, even from his youth up. Let him be your captain, and fight the battle of the people. Take also unto you all those that observe the law, and avenge ye in the wrong of your people. Recompense fully the heathen, and take heed to the commandments of the law. So he blessed them, and was gathered to his fathers. And he died in the hundred forty and sixth year, and his sons buried him in the sepulchres of his fathers at Modin, and all Israel made great lamentation for him. Here endeth the first lesson. Yeah. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior, for he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He has showed strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imag imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the sixteenth verse of the seventeenth chapter of the Acts of the Apostles. Now while Paul waited for them at Athens, his spirit was provoked within him when he saw that the city was given over to idols. Therefore he reasoned in the synagogue with the Jews and with the Gentile worshippers, and in the marketplace daily with those who happened to be there. Then certain Epicurean and Stoic philosophers encountered him, and some said, What does this babbler want to say? Others said, He seems to be a proclaimer of foreign gods, because he preached to them Jesus and the resurrection. And they took him and brought him to the Areopagus, saying, May we know what this new doctrine is of what you speak, for you are bringing some strange things to our ears. 
Therefore we want to know what these things mean. For all the Athenians and the foreigners who were there spent their time in nothing else but either to tell or to hear something new. Then Paul stood in the midst of the Areopagus and said, Men of Athens, I perceive that in all things you are very religious. For as I was passing through and considering the objects of your worship, I even found an altar with this inscription, To the unknown God. Therefore, the one whom you worship without knowing, him I proclaim to you, God who made the world and everything in it, since he is the Lord of heaven and earth, does not dwell in temples made with hands, nor is he worshipped with men's hands, as though he needed anything, since he gives to all life, breath, and all things. And he has made from one blood every nation of men to dwell on all the face of the earth, and has determined their pre-appointed times and the boundaries of their dwellings, so that they should seek the Lord in the hope that they might grope for him and find him, though he is not far from each one of us. For in him we live and move and have our being, and also some of your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. Therefore, since we are of the offspring of God, we ought not to think that the divine nature is like gold or silver or stone, something shaped by art and man's devising. Truly, these times of ignorance God overlooked, but now commands all men everywhere to repent, because he has appointed a day on which he will be judge. He will judge the world in righteousness by the man whom he has ordained. He has given assurance of this to all by raising him from the dead. And when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked, while others said, We will hear you again on this matter. So Paul departed from among them. However, some men joined him and believed among them Dionysus, the Arapagite, a woman named Marius, and others with them. Here endeth the second lesson. Together, Nuke Diminis on page 28. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace, according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to lighten the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, as now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. 
and take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O God, the protector of all that trust in thee, without whom nothing is strong, nothing is holy, increase and multiply upon us thy mercy, that thou, being our ruler and guide, we may so pass through things temporal that we find, finally lose not the things eternal. Grant this, O Heavenly Father, for the sake of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, everyone. Uh, we're coming to the end of another week, uh, the end of the fourth uh, Sunday in Trinity week, and uh, remembering that um, in our, in our um, colic, we're asking God to help us pass through the temporal to the to the um, eternal. And so we see this theme in um, both of our readings tonight. It, we're coming to a point where Mattathias is uh, not going to be with us anymore. and He'll be passing uh, into death. And as he's, uh, the, his sons are gathered around, he, reminiscent of Jacob or Israel's blessing of his sons, including Joseph's sons and his grandsons, he's encouraging them and, and assigning them work to do. So we see in Maccabees that he's uh, encouraging them to stay strong. And Paul is trying to help the Athenians come out of the temporal and into the eternal. So it kind of stays with the theme of our colic this week. So Mattathias tells his sons to, he encourages them to hold on to their faith. Uh, and he says, now my children show zeal for the law and give your lives for the covenant of our ancestors. That's pretty strong. That's not just like, you know, on Saturday, make sure you do this. This is live this way. And he says, do not fear the words of sinners. Um, for their splendor will turn into dung and worms to, and, and to stay strong, he tells them. But let's go back to them, the words. Uh, what he's saying is that obviously is he's really denigrating the, the words of the sinners. And yet sometimes we, gives, we get fearful about what people will say about us, about those that don't believe what we believe. He tells them to stay strong, be courageous and grow strong in the law, for by it you will gain honor. And then Judas um, Maccabeus is assigned to lead the army, and he says, Judas Maccabeus has been a mighty warrior from his youth. He shall command the army for you and fight the battle against the peoples. So they're not done fighting against the um, the uh, King Antiochus uh, um, people that he sent. Yesterday, Father Hayden did a really, really good job of explaining the um, the uh, result of this, this kind of belief with the zealots fighting against um, the, the uh, people who were oppressing the Jewish people. And what he said, I, I really thought it was, I hadn't thought of it that way, and I really liked it, but he said that because they got this idea that uh, they're going to fight against these people and be delivered, and they're looking back, and we're just getting through the book of Judges in, um, in our morning prayer, and we're seeing how um, Israel falls, a judge comes and, and delivers them from the oppressors. So their expectation of being delivered from an oppressor led them to um, Judas Maccabeus to follow him, and, and uh, to many of them, that was the end of their time, but um, it didn't end well for them in a temporal way. Um, 
But what he was saying is it caused, you know, a lot of the people who became zealots, it caused them to miss the the Lord of creation when he came to visit them. But uh, just a point that uh, in Jesus, even in his disciples, he had zealots, he had uh, different kinds of believers. And um, some of the Sanhedrin believed in him, some of the Pharisees believed in him, and uh, many of the people believed in him. So doesn't mean they won't. It's just it makes it a little bit harder for them when they have that pre pre-designed or pre, pre-thought of what's going to happen. So we looked at Paul and he's in Athens and his, uh, the spirit is stirred up in him. He's grieved to see that the Athenians are given over to idols. Their whole lives were about idols. And we know that from his letters that, you know, we read that there was temple prostitution and all kinds of things that would, would not be acceptable for a Christian person. And so, um, he saw that was going on, and so he tried to reason with them and to, to bring them to faith in Jesus. And there was a group of philosophers in the cities, the Epicureans and the Stoic philosophers. And when they encountered him, um, they had nothing better to do than to talk, and they called him a babbler. And just want to uh, mention that uh, a couple things about them. Epicurean philosophy, they taught that the chief end of man was the avoidance of pain. And they were materialists, and they did they did not deny the existence of God, but they believed he didn't become involved in the affairs of men. And they believed when a person died, they believed his body and soul just disintegrated. And the Stoic philosophers taught self-mastery, and that's the goal in life was to reach a place indifference uh, that was indif- had an indifference to pleasure or pain. And they all called Paul a babbler, and a babbler, babbler was a word for seed picker. And so um, basically what it meant, he was an amateur philosopher, and he didn't have his own ideas, but he was pulling from all that, like the seed picker was pulling from different philosophies and trying to put them into one that he could sell. So that was their view of him. And I thought that gives us a little background. So Paul doesn't come out and say, um, you guys are miserable and stupid and you've missed the boat. Well, he doesn't demean them. And instead he builds upon their thoughts and uh, and the thoughts of the other Athenians. And he finds the thread of commonality. And, and I don't know about you, but I thought that was absolutely brilliant how he did this. He talks about the unknown God who they, in other words, he found a, a common thread they had. And uh, he was an unknown God, uh, just meant that he wasn't unknown. He was just not known by the Athenians yet until Paul's done with him. And Paul introduces them to this unknown God. And he says, therefore, the one who you worship without knowing him, I proclaim to you. And he says, God who made the world and everything in it. He's the Lord of heaven and earth. He does not dwell in temples made with hands, nor is he worshipped with men's hands, in other words, by being made like in images. And he gives to all life, breath, and all things. And he's made from one blood every nation. So this is kind of the um, evangelical outreach that God had wanted the people of Israel to accomplish, is to, to reach in the whole earth with, the, with his message. And so also that he is... Um, and that he he gives us our whole lives and whom we move and have our being, he said, and that we are his offspring. And he also, he wraps it up again, as your philosopher or poet said, we are his offspring. So we don't need to think of him, he says, as a something you can make out of silver or gold or stone. But, um, you know, he gave them his message, um, which that God was going to come and had had, um, had, had this plan for all of them. And so they offered Paul another listen. But in the meantime, it says, however, some men joined him and believed among them uh, Dionysus, the uh, Aragopite, a woman named Damaris, and others with them. 
And my thought was that we were once Athenians and Epicureans and Stoics, but we heard the gospel and we believed. And now our message, our life of prayer, proclaims the gospel, and some will believe and some, sadly, will not. So as we move um, towards the intercession, I'm going to, after the intercession, I'm going to end with a, um, with one of our prayers for missions, because I think it's really appropriate with this mission that Paul is doing in, in, in Athens to remind us of our own call. So prayer of intercessions is on page 495. And accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings, temporal and spiritual, upon all the relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil, and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, especially those for whom we make our prayers at this time. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities, for his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. O God, who hast made of one blood all nations of men, for to dwell on the face of the whole earth, and did send thy blessed Son to preach peace to them that are far off, and to them that are nigh, grant that all men everywhere may seek after thee and find thee, bring the nations into thy fold, Pour out thy spirit upon all flesh, and hasten thy kingdom through the same thy Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. It's great to be with you tonight. Thank you, Rochelle. And we'll look forward to seeing you as we move into the fifth Sunday in Trinity. Thank you, Deacon Bob. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Have a good evening, everyone. Have a great evening. Thanks.